My guest today is in the top 1% of her company. She's a top producer, top earner, and influential leader inside her direct sales business. Now, personally, I believe direct sales businesses get a bad rap, mainly because of a few bad practices that are taught in the marketplace. And guess what? Trisha once thought that too. As you'll hear in our interview, she was reluctant to go all in with her network marketing business, but once she did, her life completely changed. I believe that's the truth for anything, really. Once you go all in, things will drastically change for the better. This is true in business. It's true in changing your health, improving your finances, building better relationships, and so much more. It's all about going all in. Trisha has a passion for helping women and men turn passions to profits like she did. She's helped many achieve financial success, gain confidence, and help them trade in their J-O-B for a life full of flexibility, financial freedom, and success. Listen in to see where the clues might be leading you and showing you where you could go all in. I'm April Adams Pertwee. I'm your host of the Inside Story podcast. I've been telling people stories my entire adult life as a broadcast journalist, video producer, and digital storyteller. These days, you can find me at Light Beamers, where I'm building a community of women who are ready to step into their brave by sharing their story with the world. On the Inside Story podcast, I'm bringing you some of the best stories I'm discovering from both the women inside of my community, as well as from around the streets of the internet. Plus, I'm digging deep to share some of my own stories with you along the way. My hope is that these stories will help encourage you to examine your own story so that you can share it with other people. I have a motto at Light Beamers. When we share our stories, we shine a light. So with that in mind, let's get down to business today and share the light found in this episode. Hello, 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 Light Beamers. Hello, everybody, to the Inside Story podcast listeners. We're so glad you're here. I have got my good friend, Trisha Deming, with me today who is such uh, an amazing woman who seems to manage it all, being one of the top producers in her company of a network marketing uh, company that we're going to tell you all about her journey to the top of that company. If you've ever um, explored network marketing or direct sales, um, that is a, that's quite a big achievement. And so we're going to be talking to her today all about her rise in her organization and how she's managed to do that while also managing a large family, um, you know, doing traveling and things that are very important to her and how she now is helping other leaders in the organization and outside the organization too, just by sharing some of the wisdom that she's gained um, as part of her journey as well. So Trisha, so happy that you're here with me today. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. It's It really is an honor. You probably hear that a lot. It's an honor to be here. And I've known you for a while, a couple of years now, and just feel really, truly blessed to be here. So thank you. So excited to chat with you and, and just, yeah, dive in. So thank you. Thanks for the opportunity and love your podcast. I'm loving it, loving it. It's been great to listen to. Thank you. I'm so glad that you are enjoying it. It's always fun when you get to be on it too, you know, so you get to, you know, share share some of your wisdom with our listeners. And, you, you know, you do have a really, a really amazing story because um, I've, I've worked in the world of network marketing. I was a video producer for a very long time in the world of network marketing. And I've been around a lot of these different companies and um, I've even done some work with your company. And it is amazing to me when I find people like you that have been they really have, you know, work their way to the top and what it's taken for people to do that. And it's not easy. I mean, network marketing, I know there's a whole bag of tricks that it comes with, a lot of stigma, a lot of kind of bad stories, a lot of people that didn't have good experiences. But when you when you kind of call through the noise of some of that, you really do find an industry that is is really remarkable at offers up a lot of freedom and opportunity and it allows for people to bust past their own perceived barriers and limits to achieve things that maybe they've never achieved before. 
And I feel like that's a big piece of your story too, having had the chance to interview you before and had a chance to sit down with you to do some work with your company. I learned that about you and about your story. So I'd love for you to just fill in the gaps with our audience, what that rise for you was like before you started in your current company, which is Pawtree. It's a pet nutrition company. Before you started there, where were you and had you ever done network marketing before? And what made you say yes to this to doing this and building a business in this arena? Yeah, I love it. Such great questions. You set it up perfectly. You, you did articulate it very well that this was something that I had heard about, of course. Who hasn't? I'm in Utah. Who hasn't heard about network marketing in Utah, right? And I had vowed I would never do something like this, right? I really, I felt like this was definitely not something. We all know that person. I put that in air quotes. If you could see me, I'd be air quoting it. We all know that person and I just did not want to be that person. So, um, but I heard about the opportunity, ground floor opportunity, and I love pets. So I just thought if I were ever to do it, this would be the time. It was my wise mother that said, you want to do this, you know, it's going to be successful. And my husband and I chatted and and we know the founder well, and we thought, yes, this is going to do well with or without us. So we can either do it or we can say we should have, would have, could have, right? So we decided to dive in and it was not pretty. It was not pretty because before, you know, my life before you asked, what was my life before? Very much on autopilot. Mother of four at the time, uh, I was working, I had my own business and really enjoyed that business. It was um, an appraisal business. And so I loved real estate. I worked from home, I, but autopilot, and I was capped out with my earning potentials as well. So I thought I had this moment of like, do I really want to do this forever? Is this really fulfilling me? And it truly, the answer was no, it was not giving me that fulfillment. And so this was a chance to pivot and, and just try something different that I'd never done before. And so I went all in, I went all in and said, let's do this. And I had failure after failure after failure. I spent my first month uh, really struggling with the decision to join. I thought, what have I done? I think I've made a mistake. And I invested heavily. You know, it was the enrollment kit was a big expense for us. And and I thought after those first few failures, I thought, I don't know if I can do this. And one in particular that left me in tears, I, I had um, what I thought would be a very successful at home event, you know, with some former friends and neighbors and, and they didn't buy from me. They didn't support me. Some of them even ridiculed what I was doing and kind of put me in my place. It was really painful. And I left. It was at my mom's house. It was my old neighborhood. My mom had hosted for me. So these are people that knew my mom and me, loved my mom, loved me. I thought, these are the ones. They're the ones that will support us. And uh, so when I got nothing out of that, I cried the whole way home. It was about a 20-minute drive. And I was really upset. And I thought, at that moment, that's the moment. That is the moment that I thought, I either can quit and say I tried that and it didn't work. And then everybody was right. Everybody, that all the naysayers that said, you know, you shouldn't do this. They were right. Or I could persevere, keep going, just keep trying. And I chose obviously the persevere. I woke up the next day and was like, Hey, what's next? You know, I burned through all of those. Those are not, I can't, I can't rely on any of them. What do I do next? And best decision I ever made because really what it came down to was the fear of failure was, was more of a fear than the fear of keep going. I just could not let those, those friends of mine be right, that I had made a mistake, that I had done something really dumb. You know, that's really what they were telling me, not so many words, that I was not making a good choice to do this business. So I was determined to prove them wrong. And that's where, that's where the journey began. It was that decision to move forward and not give up in the face of adversity. Which I think every network marketer or per person in direct sales out there especially those who have made it to some degree of success can relate to that. It's a decision that you have to make to do it regardless of what others are going to think, because there's going to be plenty of other people that are going to think something right. And especially in network marketing, because the reason why the industry gets such a bad rap and I'm going to listen, I know this because I've seen it firsthand. And like you said, you don't want to be that person because we all know that person, especially with social media and online. And even before that, like knocking on your door, calling you on the phone and like throwing themselves at you, right? Like vomiting on you. We've all seen that. And there's a, there's a problem inside the industry that is being taught by and large across the industry in many companies by certain leaders and organizations 
Um, I just was talking with one of my really good friends who's also at the tippy top of her company uh, in a network marketing company, and she's been there 30 years. She's persevered, yes. And we were just we were just talking. Um, in fact, she's been on the podcast. It's Cheryl Morley. You should go listen to that episode. If you guys have not listened to that episode, it's with Cheryl Morley. She's The interview we did was about the author spotlight because she's in our book, Elevate Your Voice. But we do talk about her career in, in, that, in that interview. But we were talking yesterday and, you know, I, I asked her, I said, how much do you love that word duplication? And, you know, she's like, oh my gosh, I want to kill people when they say that because that's what the industry is taught. Like, do it exactly like this. I'll show you how to spam everybody on social media and then you go do the same. And so that's being taught. And that's why network marketing historically has gotten such a bad rap is because people have been taught how to do relationship marketing minus the relationships, right? And so I would love to know from your standpoint, how did you start to figure it out when you made that decision? Because obviously you gained success. I mean, you here you are literally at the number one spot pretty much in your company, how did you go about building that organization to where it was not spamming? It was full of relationship building. It was healthy. It was full of leadership, developing potential in other people, you know, obviously serving clientele, pet owners with good quality nutrition food, which is what your company does, you know? So how did you go about building that? And when, how did that, I guess, just what did that look like for you? Yeah, for me, it was definitely being teachable, being coachable. I love that word. And that is one of the most common traits I'll see in my team with people that are successful and what I find in myself that I was willing to be taught. I didn't know anything about this industry or the sales process. I knew nothing about the sales process. And so for me to have that understanding and be taught that it is a journey, that people aren't ready to necessarily buy your products today, it might not be what they need today. And that is okay. Like, how can you help them, serve them, love them? where they are in that journey today in hopes that maybe they turn to a customer later and maybe not. I mean, I, again, I was just talking to someone yesterday and had a conversation and, and she said, okay, when do I need to let you know by if, if I want to do this? And I'm like, it's up to you. It's not up to me. You decide, (laughs) you decide if you want this or not. If you don't feel like this is a fit, then no problem. So it really was just being teachable, being coachable and learning from those that have paved the way in a way that was authentic to me, because you're exactly right. I am not, I take pride in, in the fact that I have not built my business and that I just did a, a video just recently about the five most common mistakes that I see new network marketers make. And that was one of them is copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste, a message, a message, a message. Like that is not the way we do it. That's not the way we do it. And that's not the way I did it. It really was a relationship. I've had some people that have never become a customer and they're still dear friends. I have people that became a customer right away. And I have people that became a customer five, six, seven, eight years later. And no matter what that looks like, they're still friends today. I still cherish them. And we still, you know, there's, there's no oh, they didn't support me. I'm not going to support them. You know, that's that's just none of that, none of that whatsoever. But it was taught something I was willing to learn, learn about. Why do you think the people in the room that day, that night at your mom's house said to you in so many words, you know, that you're making a big mistake? Why do you think they said that? Yeah, great question. I should go back and ask. Some of them I'm still really good friends with today. So I should ask them, especially now that I've had success, like, hey, do you realize what your words did? You know, like I, I almost quit. No, not really. But it would be interesting to see. I, I think that I were to really honestly put my finger on it. I think it's their mindset where they were in their place. And, and I still see a little bit of that. Now the ones I'm not so much friends with that I can picture really heckling me that night. Those are the ones I'm not super tight with. And, um, and they're just consistently negative anyway. So yeah. I've learned you've got to be around people that support you and lift you up. And that doesn't mean they buy your products. That def- that definitely doesn't mean they support me because they bought my products. They cheer me on and support me and love me no matter what. So those, they didn't fit that. The ones that were the bigger of the, you know, the bigger hecklers of the group, those are the ones that, that don't lift spirits easily. I think that's exactly it because... Any time in life, and this is true in people that experience network marketing and many other things, like when, you know, I've gone off and done things in my career that didn't make sense to people, they try to talk me out of it. 
And I'm over here going, you don't get a say in this, you know, like I, you don't even understand where I'm coming from. And so I think whenever we're doing something that is too outside the box for other people to comprehend or to see themselves do themselves, like you said, a mindset, they will sort of throw at you all of their objections and make that make you the bad person, right? Like make you the one that doesn't know what they're doing. And what's so key about that is that you didn't listen to that. Like you made a decision and if anything, you used it as fuel to, to show them that it could be done, that you could be successful, that you could build a really healthy organization and do it by building solid, meaningful relationships with people that you could develop yourself as a leader and that here you are how many years later so how many I mean how many years like 10 years 11 yeah, years that you've years. been in this eight years eight years just a couple okay. days yeah just eight a couple years days later eight years yes yeah and you know what's neat it's just in what you just said I have to say the friends that that did kind of give me a hard time in the beginning that I am still really good friends with today couldn't be more proud and they of tell me often how much they admire the change, the shift, who I am today versus who I was then, the confidence, the the ability to lead. Like there's so many things that they didn't know about me and they've experienced now just in our circle of friendship. So I have to say it's neat to hear the ones that that may, weren't maybe necessarily supportive in the beginning, but how much they've come around and just said, wow, you're a totally different person. And I have to agree. I am. I'm a totally different person in such a good, good way. So well, you mentioned it earlier too, like some of these common traits that you see in leaders that you've mm-hmm. had to see and develop in yourself. Plus now you see that in, in the people on your team and in your organization that are, that are building and are being successful. What are some of those common traits that you've noticed? Like what makes a really good leader, uh, specifically in network marketing, direct sales, but it probably transfers to all types of, um, leadership skills. I would be curious what you've noticed and what you think are some of the ones that stick out to you. I, yes, I would love to share. I, you know, it's interesting because the one, the one in particular that I already shared was coachable, being coachable. Mm -hmm. I think that is so essential. If you're not willing to be taught by others that have already paved the way, I think that's a real, that's, that's to your detriment. You just have to be willing to be taught and learn from others who have made similar mistakes or, you know, there's a lot of things you can avoid by, by surrounding yourself with people that have paved the way. So that is one of the most common. Another one is a really compelling why you have to have something that is driving you into action because I don't, it's like you said, whether it's this industry or any other new business you start, there has to be a reason why you are there doing it. If there's something that isn't getting you excited about getting out of bed every day and, and doing the things that aren't really fun in the beginning, they're not, they're just not as fun and they, they can feel really tedious and I feel like you're not making progress, at least for me, I can't speak that for everybody, but in the beginning, there was a lot of times I felt like I am taking 10 steps backwards for every step forward I make, but I had such a compelling why I did not want to go back to what I was doing before. I didn't want to be doing that through my retirement age. And I saw a vision that was bigger outside of myself that I knew was possible. And so that wasn't, wasn't going to get me down. So I would say those are the most two important when I'm searching for my key leaders, I want them to have a really compelling why, a really good understanding of what a business can do for them, what this vehicle can do for them. So that would be really, honestly, that's probably number one. And then number two is is to be coachable. I've had many that have gone rogue. They just do their own thing and then they quickly come back and say, okay, that didn't work. I'm like, yep, I know. I told you. (laughs) I tried to tell you and you didn't listen. So yeah, coachable and a very compelling why I think would be the, the number two, one and two in my book. Well, you mentioned it earlier that before you joined Pottery and started on this journey that you had your own business already, you were in the appraisal industry working in real estate and that you were kind of maxed out. Like you really weren't at a place where you could scale or grow at the, at the, mm-hmm. in the way that you were doing business in. What has changed for you? What have you quote been afforded, so to speak? Um, as a result of stepping into a different way of doing business in your vehicle of leveraging network marketing in your favor, what has it given you that this other company, your own, your other business would have never been able to give you? Oh, that's such a great question. And I mean, I feel like we could do a whole hour just on that because in the <laughs> beginning it was money. It was money driven. You know, the, I can't wait for the money, but the experiences alone, the friendships that I've made, the self-development that I've had, there's so much more to it. So 
financially what it's done for me, we've eliminated debt. We've remodeled our house. We've paid off cars. We're saving for our future. You know, we used to be one that would go to the car and take out a loan. We don't do that. We bought our daughter a car and paid cash for it. When can you do that? Like that is just not something we were experiencing before. Uh, I've, I've always loved rings. I love love rings, like a wedding ring, jewelry ring. Whenever we go somewhere, I'm always looking at the shops and looking, and I just got a new ring that's been on my vision board for a couple of years. It was a ring I I saw, I loved, I wanted it, and and got it. So things like that. I mean, you vacations, ex, as I said, experiences that I just would not have had otherwise. We were ones that drove our car to California. As you said, we had a big family. We have a big family. We have five now, five children seven of us, that's not something you can easily just jump on a plane and fly wherever. It takes a lot of planning uh, before Pottery. And now as a result, we're traveling all over. We just got back from Hawaii. We went to Cabo. We we have choices. Honestly, that's what it's done. It's given us choices for what, what we want. How I just helped pay somebody's rent yesterday that's struggling. Like Things like that, you just can't put a price on. It's priceless. But then the friendships, as I said, that I've gain as a result and the self-development, who I am today, I was not a positive, happy, go-lucky person before. And I always look at the bright side now. I always can find the positive in any situation. And that was not who I was before. So the self-development probably trumps everything, even even the finances, because my life is happy. If you stripped away everything that I have and what we've gained as a result, I still would be happy and, and our family would be happy together. So I say that's that's probably the number one. And that's huge. You know, I think that that's one of the, if you've ever been around network marketing or direct sales, you know that it's a big component, but if you're new to it, you've never experienced it. Self-development is such a huge piece of the industry. Like companies bring in people to speak at conferences and you have training programs, you know, you get to do a lot of different things as a result of being a part of these organizations because it's such a huge part of developing a leader. It's part of developing a business owner. Many people who walk in to buying a kit and becoming a business owner overnight, they do not know what they're doing. They've never, like you actually had business experience because you owned your business before, but I don't know what the percentage is, but I would gather that it's a very high percentage people who join these types of companies, network marketing, direct sales, they don't have any sales experience. They've never owned their business before. They've been working for other people or they've just stayed at home. They have been maybe a stay-at-home mom, whatever it may be, and they don't have that experience. And so the self-development of learning what your skill sets are, how to manage challenging situations, like how you learn to manage the naysayers when they came along, right? So handling no's and objections that can be very hard if you've never been in sales of any kind before. Um, time management, time blocking. I know that's something that's another big like hot topic of yours is that you've really had to learn how to be a business owner and a leader and continue to be the mom, continue to like shuffle seven kids everywhere or five kids everywhere, right? Like, it's a big part of what you have to learn. And that requires people to really do a lot of inner work. You have to get tough and you have to develop your skills and you have to understand that it's a growing process. You know, like you've said multiple times already, you're not the same person that you were eight years ago as a result of that self-development. And I think that's one of the biggest blessings of the industry and the people that come into it is they get exposed to all of that. Had you done any self-development work before? Was it all new to you as well? It was 100% new. I had never done anything uh, self-development-wise ever. And I still remember the first book I was asked to read as as a result of some self-development. It was The Success Principles. The first mm-hmm. one I actually read Jack was Campbell. by Sarah Robbins. I, yes, I love that book. That's probably the first one that, that was outside of network marketing, right? It was more right. just me in, internally. Because the first book I read was by Sarah Robbins, Rock Your Network Marketing Business. I think that was the first one. And I loved that because it was, I felt like I was in a similar journey, you know, startup company, top of the, anyway, that was a really, really insightful book. And it was very helpful to help me see I'm not alone. I can keep going. She did this. If she can do this, I can do this. So that was really great for my, my industry. But as far as self-development, I mean, that, that book alone, the success principles truly was one that was pivotal and changing how I viewed myself who I hung around, you know, who I spent my time with. Cause that was, 
that honestly was one of the most pivotal moments as he said, who do you spend your time with right now? You know, write a list. Who do you hang out with? Who do you go to get coffee with? Who do you go to the gym with? Who do you go to church with? And, you know, next to their name, write a positive or negative. Did they impact you positively? Are they someone that, that, you know, brings you joy? These are my words, not so much his, but it's been many years since I went to that. Or do they bring you, are they negative? Do they, do they bring you down? Do they make you feel bad? Do they just evaluate? It was very interesting to see who I spent a lot of my time with were actually negative. Some of my friends, some of the people I associated with were negative, negative, negative. And he said, you got to eliminate that. So that was really, truly the start of my self-development journey of realizing who am I spending time with and how, how do I feel about that? And, and how do I feel internally? And then it just started dominoing and, and, and really focusing on getting mentors and being around people that had already had success, already had what I wanted and finding them and befriending them and realizing they're no different than me. They are no different than me. They're just two years ahead or a year ahead from me. I, there's no reason I can't be where they are. And just changing my thinking. That's truly what changed my business was just changing the way I thought about things. So I don't know if that answered your question, but that's really where it began was just, you know, one book, one event. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a great book, you know, Success Principles by Jack Canfield. If anyone hasn't read it, go read it. It is a really good one. It is a really, really good one. Um, You know, you were talking earlier about the why and how important it is for people to really tap into that why. And you kind of alluded to it earlier when you said, you know, when you first started, it was money. Like, oh my gosh, I want to make more money than I've made before. And I remember you when I first interviewed you saying that you were just like unapologetic about, I wanted the money. And I love that about you, Trisha. I love that you own that, that that is, I think more women need to just admit that it's, you know, like, it's not a bad thing to want money. It's not a bad thing to want to be able to break your glass ceiling, right? Mm-hmm. It's, that is not a negative thing. And I love that you own that so much because as a result of saying it and making that a part of your why you accomplished it, right? You did break through mm-hmm. that, the glass ceiling that was in your own business, in your own world. And you also found that that money allows you to do some other things that are really beautiful. Like I love that you helped a friend recently pay rent because they're struggling. Those are the kinds of things that are kind of the unspoken things that money gets to do for you, right? Like you get to do for others. But now that, well, I don't, I don't want to put words in your mouth. I just want to ask you, what is your why today? What is the thing that continues to drive you eight years later still running a business and continuing to go for some really big goals in your, in your organization. Yeah. Okay. I love that you asked it because there was a time when I thought I had everything I wanted. We really had met an income. I thought, girl, do I really need more than this? Do, do I? And the answer is no, I actually don't need it. But what, again, the choices, what does it allow me to do if I have more? Who else can I help? What else can I do for my own children? What kind of things can I put in place for them? So those are are part of the picture. But honestly, do you know what my real honest to goodness why is right now is I want to help at least 10 other women make six-figure incomes from their at-home business. So two new, 10 new people. And and it doesn't even, it doesn't even have to be with my vehicle, with Pottery. I just want to help other people see that they can do it. If I can do it, they can do it too. There is no reason that they can't make a great living at home while rearing their children if they want to. And to take someone like me that had very little belief in myself, very little belief in the industry too. You hear me say at the beginning, I wasn't a fan. I knew that person, you know, and, and so not having belief in myself, not really having belief in the industry, not really having belief in the products. I didn't even know the products. I didn't even understand them at all. I just knew again, like it would be successful knowing the founder and the CEO and his heart and his integrity. I knew that what he was behind would be successful. That's the only belief I had in the beginning was him if I can do it on just belief, that little teeny tiny belief in one thing, how is it that, that nobody else could? If you have a big enough reason, there's no reason you can't be there too. So that is honestly my why is I just want to help other people. Even if my income stays the same, that is totally perfectly fine with me because it means that I've helped other people get to where I am, which has completely transformed my life in such positive ways. So why wouldn't I want that for other people? So that's where I'm at right now, just really trying to mentor others and helping them see a bigger vision outside of their, I'm stuck, or I'm just a mom. That's an air quotes too. I know you can't see me, but just a mom. I can't tell you how many times I hear people say, I'm just a stay at home mom. Like, no, that's an amazing thing. That is an amazing thing. But what happens when those kids go? Who are you then? 
who are you and what do what drives you what gets you excited what gets you out of what gets you out of bed i hear it more and more and more that that they feel like they don't have purpose they're not really sure i would love to help people find purpose now and then be able to just run with it and and make their dreams come true too dreams they didn't even know they had dreams they didn't know they had until they dug a little deeper like i did well that is so powerful because there are a lot of people and i talk to women every day too you know um, digging into their story and finding more about what is that purpose where are they headed in life and you know, kind of the same thing, that whole, I'm just a mom, I can never do that. I hear that in the same way of like, I don't have a story. My story doesn't matter. Like, what's the point? You know, like I could never share it. Nobody would ever care. Nobody would read it, whatever it is. And so that there's just a whole community of women out there who are saying that to themselves, who believe that they don't, they aren't smart enough to make the same amount of money that their husband does or more. They don't have the skill set. They aren't, they aren't those people. I'm just a mom. So therefore I'm not anything else but a mom. I could never be a CEO. I could never be a top leader in an organization because I'm just a mom. Yet if we look at the characteristics of a really good mom, she's running a household. She's managing a budget. She's She's the drill sergeant getting people everywhere they need to be on time, on schedule, dressed and ready to go. Like there's so many good qualities in these women. They're just not giving themselves the credit. And so having someone like you be that mentor and guide that can turn around and say, look at these same things that you do every day. How do you think that could transfer? How are those skills transferable into doing this work, you know, building your own business, whatever it may be and how empowering that is, right? Like you, you are in the driver's seat at that point. You're not, you're not dependent on anyone else. I think there's so much power in what, as I said at the beginning, what network marketing and direct sales offers because of the freedom. And there's like zero barrier to entry. Most kits, I don't know what you, what Pottery's is, but like when you start a business, a lot of times with network marketing or direct sales, I mean, you can start it with very little capital, like a hundred bucks sometimes will get you a business, you know? And Uh so it's just really, as you said, being coachable, right? Being coachable and just being willing to try something new and explore to see what might it look like if I try something new and what might I discover about myself and what if I'm actually semi-successful? What if I do build a little business on the side, a little side hustle as people often call it, and it does pay the car payment, it does pay the mortgage. Oh, and what if it actually pays for everything else too? But like just getting started, and I think it's so important that women hear that Not to say you've got to start a direct sales or network marketing business, but like tap into your own, you know, listen to yourself. What are you telling yourself? Are you telling yourself that you're just a mom and that you can never do those things? And have you tested to see if there's evidence that supports that, right? Have you tried it? What evidence do you have that says you can't? Other than maybe someone telling you that you can't, but right, we don't listen. Right. We don't listen to those naysayers. We listen. Yes, yes. <laughs> and in the beginning, I did. I was one that did. Right. I guess that's why I'm. I really am so passionate about it because, again, I can't emphasize enough. If I can do it, anybody can do it. I mean, you know this about me. I wasn't a great student. I really struggled in school. Mm-hmm. I barely graduated college. It was one of the hardest four years of my life. My mom always mm-hmm. says, "I cried at your graduation" because she just knows how much I struggled in school. So there's. This is another thing that's just allowed me to see, like, I don't have to be the straight A student to do this. You just have to be coachable and have that why. Like, I was so, so committed to not failing that that that's really what got me here. So I just can't emphasize that enough, too. No matter what your barrier is, there is something on the other side if you choose. If you choose to say, I'm all in, I'll go for it. So, yeah, absolutely. That all in mentality. So you talked a little bit about belief earlier, and I love that you shared that you didn't really believe it either. Like, yep, I'm not really sure, you know, but I really like this guy that's starting this company. And I think that he, I I believe in him, you know, how much do you work to help others see the, the belief that they need? And like, you didn't have a whole lot of belief, honestly, but you had enough that got you started. Where did belief start to come into play and how has building your belief in things, um, 
you know, helped you build? Because I think belief and mindset is everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's a really great question because now I would say I'm bulletproof in all those areas. I love the industry. I love the products. I love the company. I love our home office staff. I love belief in me. Yeah. I mean, I'm still working on that. I wouldn't say I'm a 10 out of a 10, but that's, I mean, that's the beauty, right? It's a journey. We're always trying to improve and, and help ourselves grow. So I really am bulletproof, I would say, in all those areas. But what helped, I would say, from the beginning is my very first awards ceremony that I went to, um, I had I worked what I thought was very, I thought I had been very unsuccessful in what I had been doing. I thought that everybody was doing better than me. I, I just didn't think that I was making uh, much of, of anything in our first awards ceremony. I, I swept just about every award. I got money. I got recognition. I got trophies. I got a necklace. I got a book, all these things on stage at one after another, after another. And I had someone pull me aside. He was one of the investors in the company and he pulled me aside. So this was our very first launch party. It was only four months into the business. And he pulled me aside and he said, um, everything you just did, if you just keep doing it, you'll have, Oh, I almost get emotional. Think just hearing his voice in my head. He said, if you just keep doing this, you will have everything you ever could imagine because he had been in my shoes. He was one that started at a company, started um, having some success, was on stage and never wanted to be off that stage ever again. Has now multiple homes, fancy cars, retired early, golfs every day, uh, been on every vacation you could ever imagine, has a life full of, of luxury. And not that that has to be everybody's why, right? That doesn't have to be everybody's why. But he said, this, I'm, I'm telling you, you know, I came here in a private car. I'm staying. I have a, a plane, everything you possibly could want you could have, you just have to keep doing what you're doing. And so that belief in myself started at that event where it, it was the first moment in my life that I thought I'm not just a mom because that's really what had defined me. Even the appraiser side, like nobody really, I was just an appraiser. I did it. I worked for myself. I had a few clients. I didn't have a staff. And so nobody really knew Trisha, the appraiser. It's like, I'm the mom. Trisha's the mom, the wife, that's it. And it was the first time that I, I really had allowed myself to think, I guess there's more to me. There's more to me than just a mom. I think I have some skills here and this guy's telling me that if I just keep doing what I've already been doing, everything I could ever want is possible. And so that's really where it began. And then, you know, once you have clients that do really well in the products, the belief starts in the products. And so you think, okay, you know, that's great. I'm glad it helped that dog and, and that cat. So let's see who else I can help. And so the belief started there. And then, um, and then the industry just around again, going back to Jack Canfield, that, that book, surrounding myself with other people who had already made it, had already had success. I mean, mm -hmm. I networked like crazy to find people that were already six-figure earners, seven-figure earners, and and spent time with them, took them to lunch, sat with them virtually for coffee. And they were gracious enough to talk with me and give some of my, their time to me. And now I'm committed to do the same. That's why I said, not even in my industry, I don't care what it is. I will be that person for you that, that borrow, you can borrow belief from me. I had to borrow it from others until I could find it for myself. So Oh, that's what so, I did. So good. It's so, so good. And what a gift, you know, that that investor shared that with you, pulled you aside and spoke words over you and into you, which is really, it really is a beautiful thing for us to do for other people, any chance that we get. And I love that that's now part of your why and what you're determined to do as well. But it's borrowing belief when you don't have it. And then as you get it, continuing to cultivate it right? I remember recently, and I, I, I can see you on camera and I see your bookcases behind you and I know you've got your trophies back there, but there was a picture that you shared on social media. I don't know, after the light, latest award sweep that you had. And there's all these, I mean, they're just like, you can't even hold them all, all these trophies and awards that you have received, these, these huge accomplishments that you've made with your company. And I would love to for you to share when you really look at that picture, because I know you've spent a little time like really thinking about posting that on social media. When you really look at that picture, what does, I mean, what does that, what does that symbolize to you? Yeah, another great question, because there are times where it symbolizes like, wow, you know, look at what you've accomplished and then there's other times where I have to be totally human and say, am I worthy of these? Am I worthy of these awards? And, and that's where the self-development is always happening, always happening because we are human. We're human. And there's moments where I, I do have those moments. I think, oh, there's so many other worthy and deserving people, you know, it's really, so there, it goes both ways. But honestly, I'm very, very proud because I very 
easily could have quit like many other people that have quit in this business and other businesses. So I am filled. And that's why they're still on display because I have to remind myself every day that Mm -hmm. I didn't quit and I never will quit. And that is why I'm here today. That is the only difference between those that have success and those that don't. The ones that quit, it's because they quit. The ones that keep going and persevering, you're bound to have success. You you are bound to it. You just have to keep doing the actions. So whatever industry that is. And so, yeah, it's double-sided. It can be, I can have good days and bad days, but that's what makes us human. And that's what makes the self-development part so critical in whatever business you are in. You have to get support. You have to have mentors. And you're one of those, right, April? That's why we're, we're talking today because you're one that has mentored me and helped me. And you reach out and get support when you need it because you never stop needing it. You're all, I mean, as humans, we're, we're wired to learn. We're wired to, to grow and continue growing. And so just because I finished college doesn't mean that the education stopped, but I'm learning that more now than, than I did before. So that's why I think I'm just ignorance on fire. You know, you just keep going because you, yeah, you just keep, you keep learning and growing and, and something that I was stagnant before really just stuck and now completely opposite. Well, this type of learning is way more fun than college. <laughs> you yes, know? it's way more, more fun. More. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely, agreed. absolutely. Okay, I would love because you know I know you're really big into visioning, and you know I am too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you just recently did a vision board class with a, mm-hmm. a bunch of your people, and we're recording this episode in the early days of 2022, so the beginning of a new year, right, January. So I would love for you to speak out loud and share what are some of your goals and dreams that are next on your vision board. I love it. Okay, good. Because yes, we did. You're accurate. We're going to document it here. That's right. Yes. So it's it's already out there. Uh, so yes, some of the things I'm I'm really big into feelings. Like, what are the things I want to feel? And so that's a lot of where my vision comes from is what do I want to feel in 2022? I want to feel connected. So I've, I have some goals around connecting with friends and, and making sure I'm reaching out on a regular basis to friends and inviting into lunch or coffee or whatever. So that's part of my vision is just connecting and feeling connected with others. Another one is on the financial side, the business side, I have a pretty... Uh, a pretty significant income goal. I am shooting to to really make some big income changes this year. So I'm excited about that, just up-leveling on the income side because we do make a great living right now. There, It really is exciting. But the things that, again, the choices that it allows by leveling that up even more, a cabin is on the vision board. We have a cabin that we want and we know exactly what cabin it is. We have pictures there. We It's on the vision board. We know exactly what it looks like. We've been in it. We've seen it drive by it often. And we've reached out to the owners many times and said, when you're ready, we're ready to buy it. So, um, so that's part of the vision and, and car. So these are materialistic things. I realized that, uh, the car, we have a, a car that we're planning on getting this year too. Um, but the feeling is the sense of feeling that you get is, is having those things help you feel that, yes, I've arrived like this hard work and this dedication. I feel accomplished. I feel successful. I feel authentic because again, that's been my whole business model my entire life is being an authentic person. And so these these things that I get and acquire are a result of that authenticity that I've really vowed to always have. So so that's well and it's so for someone like yeah, but you said it's materialistic, but I I kind of want to help you see it a different way. Is that it's not necessarily materialistic. It's it's again, it's okay for us to want things. It's not bad. It doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you shallow or materialistic. It just for me, when I hear your story, knowing that you you did struggle in school and you weren't necessarily, quote, the smartest student, that's people and especially kids can start to adopt a story that says, I'm not smart enough. I'll never make it. I'll never be one of those people because I can't even make an A in this class. Right. And you have teachers saying, why can't you just get it? Right. They'll say things and they don't they don't mean it like that. But we start to take on these stories. And then, of course, let's couple it into like, oh, we get married and we have kids and our responsibilities become managing the household, managing the kids, taking care of the husband. And that's where that just a mom comes in, right? And so knowing that you've got that in your background, I can totally see and connect with why those things are so important to you because it's not about the things, it's about what it represents, it, it's about so. allowing yourself to be proud of what you've done, 
because before you were putting big limitations on what you were capable of. And now those things just represent that you have shattered those, those limitations. Those limitations Very are no true. longer there. Right. And so I think that's so important to understand like how, and at least I want to give that to you. Cause that's how I see yeah, it. I love it. Um, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't think that that's shallow at all. It's not, it's not, there's nothing wrong with wanting to have the cabin in the woods. And then you get to share that with your people. You get to invite people over. You maybe get to, you know, the friend that's struggling with rent, you know, you get to say, go stay in my cabin for a week and don't worry about it. Right. You get to gift that then like there's, it just, there's so much power in, and that you get when you also gain these materialistic things and going back to like your, like your income goal is like, Oh yeah, you, you already make a good income. And I know Alexandra Takeda always says this, who is another one of your big mentors is that the income is really just uh, an indication of your impact. Because with every person that joins your team, obviously you make money from that, but you are helping change their life. You know, they're, you're helping them usher in this type of success if they want it, right? And so that's an indication of your impact. Not to mention the pets that you're helping by getting them on the product and they get really high quality nutrition. And when pets are happy, their humans are happy, right? So there's a so level true. of impact yes. that yes. happens when yes. you make that extra income. You know, I always say this for myself. I want to make a lot of money and it's not because I want to buy more shoes. I don't want shoes. I want to help women. And so I know that my income is a direct relation to the type of impact that I'm having. And that's what drives me. And, oh, I, if I get a new house or I get to go on vacation or I get to put my kids through college and all those things, that's okay too. I'm not going to apologize for it. Right. So I think yes, it's such a I good, love. yes. So women need to hear that, you know, they need to hear us talking about it. So I'm, I'm glad that you, you shared what was on the vision board because it's okay to want those things. Yeah. And I appreciate you even being the mentor behind that, because I think that's part of what got me stuck um, about a year ago is just feeling like I have everything I ever could want and, and need. And so I'm, you know, I'm good. I'm just going to kind of coast and see what happens. But, but then realizing that, no, there is so much more that, that we could give back or have, or uh, yeah, it's just been a really eye-opening experience. So again, you know, finding the right mentor that can really help you see outside of yourself. Like there's gotta be more, there's always more, because again, we're human. We want to learn, we want to grow. And, and this just helps with that whole process. So yes, there's a lot of, a lot of exciting things that I know. And that's the other thing too, I guess, is by visualizing. And that's why these vision board classes to me are so important because by visualizing it, and then once you achieve one of those things, now I, I can take things off from last year. You know, we're still in the process. We have part two of our, our vision board series coming up. So these are still the old images that I get to take off and say, I did that. I have that ring now. I have this car now. We have, you know, there's things that we have. And then there's what can we add now? What's next? And so you know it's possible. You create the vision first. And then you know that it's possible once you have these little mini micro things along the way. So, yeah, so I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And again, appreciate your mentorship and Alexandra's as well that helped me think beyond what we have now because there is so much more out there. Yeah. And that's what, you know, we want to challenge people to think about is how do we limit ourselves sometimes by the stories we are telling ourselves when we really could be telling a different story, which is like, what the visioning helps you do is help you craft a new story for yourself. And that's exactly what you're doing. So I'm excited to see obviously what unfolds this year for you, knowing that those are some of your goals and some of the things that you are dreaming about and that you have visual representation on your vision board and, you know, also calling in at least 10 of those women who are going to transform their lives by, you know, building a business that brings in six figures and beyond and getting to experience the transformation that comes with that, you know, it's not just the money, it's the learning and development, it's the skill set, it's the personal development, self-development, all of those things, being surrounded by amazing community that are all positive, not negative. We don't want positive, we want the positives next to our names, not negatives. I love that. Um, it's so powerful. So where can, what's the best place? Where should we send people when they want to know more about you? Please tell us, and then we'll also make sure to link it up in the, in the show notes. 
Yeah, I have Linktree on my Instagram. Like Instagram's a great way to connect with me because I have my Linktree there that takes you depending on what they want. Because if they want to know more about some of the tips I have for like self-development or the time blocking, we didn't touch much on that today. We've just been talking about other good juicy stuff, but time blocking, I'm a real big believer in time blocking. So I have a lot of resources on my YouTube and that can all be found from my Instagram. So we can link that in the show, but it's just at Trisha.Deming. So hopefully that will find you to the right place. Yes, Trisha is T-R-I-S-H-A dot Deming, D-E-M-I-N-G. We will link that up in the show notes. Definitely follow her. She actually has this amazing YouTube channel that she started that we're really proud of uh, you doing that. And so she's excellent on video, which you guys know I'm a huge fan of, people getting on video and expressing themselves and putting their putting their good work out into the world that way. So kudos to you. So I've just loved having you friend. I love having this conversation. I think it's super empowering and, you know, I want to see um, more people like you really thriving in your industry and giving that industry really kudos and props for what it can do for people, just like what it's done for you. But I mean, you've done the hard work, you know, like you've put in the work, but it provided a vehicle for you. Definitely. It definitely did. So thank you again. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the opportunity. And thank you for all that you're doing too, to shed light on other people. You certainly have helped me find my own light. And I just am cheering you on too with what you're doing and helping women as well. So appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks to everyone for being here today. Definitely don't forget to give the podcast um, a review, share it out with your audience, help us get more listeners to the Inside Story podcast. Um, We appreciate all the love that you give on the show. And we mainly just appreciate you being here every week, listening and tuning in and sending messages to me, letting me know which one's are really resonating with you. It just means the world. So thank you so much for being here. And as always, I want to encourage you to think about your own story and how can you share it so that you can shine a light in the world and be a light beamer. And with that, I'll say that we will be back again next week with another episode of the Inside Story Podcast. We'll see you then. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to give it a review and share this broadcast out with your friends and family. Now, did listening to this episode make you think more about your own story? Are you wondering which parts of your own story are relevant to share with others? This is the question I get asked more than any other. How do I share my story? Which parts of my story are worth sharing with other people? How can I make my story relatable so that others can benefit from it? I've taken my simple process that I've used for years as a journalist and broken it down into a three-part storytelling formula that will help you discover the key components of your own story and how to share it. It's a free resource I've created to help you become a light beamer by sharing your story. Simply go to www.lightbeamers.com and click on the big yellow button on the homepage to download your story formula. I'd love to hear your story too. So be sure to join my free community on Facebook, the Light Beamers community, and share your story with me. I can't wait to learn more about you and the story that's inside of you. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when our next broadcast is live. You will want to stay tuned to the stories we are lining up for you next. I promise they are so good. As always, Light Beamers, I'm over here cheering for you. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.